Now then, welcome back to Rare Eddie One Talks Podcast. I'm your host, Rare Eddie One, and today is episode 26. And we are going to talk about the Kelly Hopskinville encounter and the little green men, evidence of aliens or misbehaving elves. Nailed it. Let's dive into this one. Um, but before we kick off tonight's show, I have a couple of buttons I'm not going to press just yet. But if you are new here, this is predominantly a podcast show i do put them up on youtube and rumble but not as straight away as i do the podcast itself so on whatever podcast provider you are listening to if you could do me a huge huge favor and hit that follow button and if you're so inclined may leave me a nice review you could leave me a review with i i i internet's gonna internet at the end of the day baby um, and, but I do film these and I do put them up on YouTube and Rumble. So if you are there as well, same name, Rare Eddie One. If you are at YouTube or at Rumble, smash that like button. And please, would you do me a huge favor? Another huge favor. That's two now I'm asking. If you could hit that subscribe button, that really would help me out. Um, but like I say, if you are new here, we talk about um, conspiracy theories. We talk about aliens. We talk about ghost encounters, alien encounters, UFO, um, and all things creepy, strange, and weird. And uh, and tonight we are going to be talking of the uh, Kelly Hopskinville encounter. And, you know, it's an interesting encounter. Very interesting. I have a few notes. I will hopefully will go through my notes before... I give you my thoughts, but again, if you are new here, I do interrupt myself, and uh, yeah, I, I interrupt myself all the time <laughs> and give you my thoughts on on everything. I try not to, I do, um, but I I am because it's a daytime. I do have a work commitment uh, later on today, um, so that's why I am filming it on a Sunday. Um, I am drinking a coffee, so. Normally, I do have an alcoholic beverage, generally cider, um, but today I am drinking a nice coffee, um, so I hope you can join me with having a drink, alcoholic, non-alcoholic, nice glass of water, nice cup of pop, whatever, nice cup of tea. Um, I hope you can join me and uh, have a drink, responsibly, of course, um, and for that, I will give you everyone and including myself one of these <laughs> well done everyone um but anyway so i'm gonna take a sip and we're gonna have a look at tonight's um today's case it's sort of like warm warmish now it's not boiling up so i'll probably drink it in in a second i will put all links and that as much as i can in the show notes and in the description of the video like i like I just said, um, I do put these up um, later on YouTube and Rumble um, because I, this is a predominantly a podcast and I want the podcast to saw this, my baby. Um, and, uh, you know, if no one listens, that's fine by me. I'm loving doing this. I love finding new ways of editing, new ways of 
learning new ways of you know, discovering more stuff for myself and discovering more about myself when I do these. Um, so if no one listens, that's fine. If 100 people listen, that's even better. If thousands of people listen, that's even even better. Um, but I'm realistic at the end of the day, and if no one listens, no one listens. It's, it is what it is. Um, but I enjoy, I'm enjoying doing what I'm doing, and uh, I love it. And I wouldn't change it for the world, but I love my hobby. Um, so I'm going to get on with tonight's fun fil- today's fun-filled show, episode 26. Let's get on it. Before I kick off, I have another button I'm going to press. Viewer discretion is advised. I will try not to swear in the first... 10-ish minutes, um, but after that, I, the doors will be blown open, baby. Um, so, the Kellysville, oh, I clicked on the wrong thing, on the wrong tab. Oh, luckily it didn't. Uh, so, the Kellysville Encounter, Kellysville slash Hopkinsville. The, sorry, I messed up already. Kelly Hopkinsville. So, these are two different sort of towns in the county. Um... Oh, I had a better... Here we go. Here's a, no, that's not the one I clicked on. So, a couple of towns, I, I'm guessing towns, Kelly in Kentucky and Hopskinville in Kentucky. Um, and this encounter evolves around little green men. Or if you ever watched Project Blue Book on the History Channel, which is... Uh, a dramatic um, show that sort of um, explored Dr. J. Allen Hynek. They explored his um, stories um, throughout because he was a a UFO. He was a UFO. Um, oh, I can't think of the word. Uh, it's, I've got it here. He was a leading... Oh, it is Dr. J. Allen Hynek. He was a leading researcher in the early days of the UFO um, the studies. He was um, collared by the Air Force, the US Air Force, and they asked him um, to, as much as possible, debunk all of his UFO stories, and some he couldn't, couldn't debunk. Although... This one, in the show itself, it reports that it's not maybe Little Green Men, maybe owls, it's maybe um, monkeys from a that escaped from a local fair. Now, I have emailed a few people in Hopskinville and um, Kelly, um, see if I can get some more research on that, sort of, see if I can get any sort of history. Um... I haven't been able to because there's so much on online and, you know, I don't want to get it wrong because um, this is a really well-known encounter to to UFO people, alien enthusiasts, UFO enthusiasts, and the paranormal people. This is quite well-known. But for you out there that isn't, um, I really wanted to do this some justice. So there will possibly be a part two Hopefully, um, um, if they don't get back to me, they don't get back to me. I, I won't. I'll, I'll only maybe ask a couple of times, and then that's it. If I'm not going to get any any joy out of them, I'm not going to push. Um, but for that, I'm just going to um, sip my coffee and let's get on. Well, I'm going to finish my coffee actually. 
because it will go very cold very soon. And no one likes drinking a cold coffee. Well, no one likes drinking a cold coffee that it was prepared nice and warm and you've forgotten about it. I love a, uh, an iced coffee. I do love an iced coffee. But when you, you know, you made yourself a nice hot coffee. Oh, I'm, I'm rambling. Let me get on with the tonight uh, today's show. So the encounter that may not be as well known to, um, is the, so I've put it down in my notes, like it might not be a well-known case to to you normal people out there, you people that are maybe just touching uh, this subject, it may not be a well-known case. Um, the Kelly Hopkinville encounter, it happened in um, August 21st, 1955, despite being considered by UFO enthusiasts as one of the most significant and well-documented cases, because this case has been well-documented in history of alien encounters, skeptics tend to dismiss this story and say it was a bunch of angry owls. Angry owls. <laughs> angry owls. Um... Because, yes, owls do fly from tree to tree. Um, but I'm guessing... I've not really looked into into the owl thing because knowing what owls do, they, they're looking for little critters um, to snack on. And the... the Because they've got some... They've got probably one of the greatest visions out there. Um, so why would they continue to switch to tree to tree? Um, because more movement will spook more critters. Um, so that was my thoughts on the owl thing. Um, in the show itself, it does show um, they may have been fighting little monkeys. Um, like I said, I'll get into my thoughts at the end. Um, so the Kelly's Hopkinville case is one of the most famous incident, um, incidents in the world of UFOs and that it has intrigued and confused both believers and skeptics for decades. Chris Ruskowski, a renowned UFO skeptic, sorry if I butchered your name, and author of the big book of UFOs, has described the case as a classic UFO literature. Despite this, Dr. J. Allen Hynek, a leading researcher, the legend the legend, Dr. J. Alan Hynek, um, a, a leading researcher in the early days of the UFO studies. is a little bit more than that. Um, I should have put that in my nose, but I, I forgot to. I did highlight it, meaning to put that in there. Um, but he's more than just a researcher. Um, found the Kellysville Hop uh, Kelly Hopskinville incident to be preposterous and offensive to common sense now was he maybe being pushed by the air force to say that i i tend to believe he was being maybe pushed because the air force wanted him to debunk um, more i will do a dedicated uh, dr j on heineck episode but that's that's going to take more research and more that's that's going to be a hell of a show um but despite the con 
controversy surrounding this case, many investigators consider it to be a solid example of a close encounter of the third kind, making it a fascinating subject to study for those interested in the UFO, uh, UFO phenomenon. Fucking, I can never say that word, and I'm pretty sure I'm 10 minutes in. Yeah, I'm more than 10 minutes in. Fucking hell. <laughs> it was a dark and eerie night on August 21st, 1955, near the communities of Kelly and Hopskinville in Christian County, Kentucky. A group of five adults and seven children, so total 11 people, arrived at the local police station. Their faces pale with terror. They were seeking help and their pale and and their plea was urgent. They claimed to have been battling against entities for nearly un, unknown entities for nearly four hours, and the fear in their eyes was palpable. The visit the visitors informed the police they had been fighting against alien beings that arrived. In their uh, inter in their own interstellar spacecraft. Now I have in my notes. Go to a YouTube, uh, not YouTube, uh, Google. Sorry. Um, so this nearly seventy years ago. A so this is from um, rural life. The legend of little green men in invading Kelly, Kentucky communities. Uh, a good read and. I'm, good, I'm just going to read from it because um, it's very good. Um, I'm not going to read it all, so I will link. I will try and link this in the show notes. Um, so, on August 21st, 1955, two families, two families, their total eleven people, flooded into the Hopskinville Police Department. Their eyes wide with terror. Their their house, they said, had come under attack from beings from another planet. According to the police reports from witnesses, it all started around 7pm. It was a hot Sunday night in on the Sutton farm. Police reports incident that indicate the family of Lucky Sutton, which included 50-year-old widow and um, matriarch, Glennie Lankford, four and four of her sons, including Lucky, it doesn't really um, say, and two of their and two of the sons' wives, a brother-in-law, and for widows, three young children, ages twelve, ten, and seven, were gathered in the unpainted. So they were gathered in the unpainted three-room house to visit with family, uh, family friend Bill Ray Taylor, and his wife June Taylor. Um, had worked with Lucky, so they had worked with Lucky in traveling carnivals. So, this is where I think they maybe got the the monkeys because they were. Um, it says there they were traveling. Um, they were helping with carnivals and visiting, and the carnival was visiting from Pennsylvania. So around seven p.m., Taylor went outside to fetch some water. From the backyard well, whilst out there, he reported an incident. He saw a silver-coloured object 
real bright with an exhaust of all colours of the rainbow. I'm not familiar with uh, meteorites. Um, I have yet to see one, um, you know, shooting stars. Um, but I wonder if a shooting star could possibly be look like this. Um, let me know uh, your thoughts on that. He said the object, he said, came silently towards the house, passed over it and then stopped in mid-air before dropping straight to the ground. When Taylor went back into the house, the Sutton family laughed of his experience, but newspaper, newspaper reports indicate about an hour later, the family's dog began barking. Lucky Sutton and Taylor went to the back door to investigate and saw a strange glow in the backyard with the middle of which was a small human-like creature about three and a half feet tall with an oversized head most um, perfectly almost perfectly round the creature that had arms that extended um the the arms extended almost to the ground hands with talons on with talons, bird-like, yeah, and oversized yellow glowing eyes. The body, the body they said, gave off an eerie shimmer in the light, and if, as if it was made from a silver material. When the two men, when the two men grabbed their guns, a twenty-gauge shotgun and a twenty-two rifle, and opened fire on the little grey men or the little green men, uh, whichever one uh, fits your purpose. In uh, in response, the little man dipped a flip right hand. So the little man did. Oh, sorry, I have fucking my dyslexia. The little man did a flip, righted himself, and then fled into the darkness. Not long after, the men reported seeing a creature in a side window of the house. They opened fire and, <laughs> and on it through the window, through the screen, um, where it once again flipped and disappeared. Uh, Miss Langford told... Um, Isabel Davis, author of Close Encounters at Kelly and others of 1955, she witnessed the creature too. So she went, I went out into the hallway and crouched down next to Bill. When I saw one approaching the door, Miss Langford said it looked like a five-gallon gasoline can with, with a head on top and small legs it was shimmering bright metal like like on a refrigerator miss langford reported that she and the creature started stared at each other inches apart from one another and separated by the the window screen for some time at this point taylor reported reportedly ran into the porch and confronted her uh, confronted the creatures witness inside the house said a claw-like hand reached down from the porch roof and touched taylor's hair 
froze inside, grabbed Taylor and put, pulled her back into the house while luckily shot, while, well, it's a weird, while look, it's a weird name, Lucky. While Lucky shot, especially when you're reading it, um, it's probably not a weird name. Um, I don't mean it's like weird, weird. I, I just, reading it, it just, yeah, I, I, you read Lucky and you, you think, you go to something else. Luckily, you know, luckily they have found their keys. Or luckily, um, they hadn't run out of gas. You know, that, that but luckily, lucky, lucky shot at the overhang and then, so at the overhanging arm, he shot at it. And then, at, and then he shot at the other creatures. He said he saw in three, in the trees, Nearby, each time the creatures evaded the bullets and then floated to the ground before running off into the wood, into the woods. So, for the next couple of hours, the group stayed inside the house, listening to scratches on the roof, guns ready for any further attack. Eventually, around 11 p.m., the group made a break for the cars and took off towards Hopskinville Police Station. What's there? The eight adults and three children ran into the police station. Yeah, as um, and they were um, genuinely terrified. So let me go back to my notes. There wasn't any point in me um, making any. Uh, that was that was a, a good a good read, and I'm pretty sure it's taken from the police report. So they were genuinely terrified. Um. Could it have been monkeys? Um, it it did sound to me like there there were two two types of disappearing acts. So on the one hand you had them flip and then disappear, and then the other hand you had them float and then disappear. Um, you had to flip a couple of times, and then you had to float the once. Um, so during October 2012, episode of Skeptoid. Uh, Brian Dunning re-encountered the incident where small alien creatures were harassing a household, according to him. Two families inside, which we, we know, were using gunfire to hold them off since dusk. Hmm. So it, they were holding them off from 7, seven 8 to 11. Um, the incident was quite intense as the creatures appeared at the windows uh, grabbed Lucky's hair and flew from tree to rooftop. Evading capture, witnesses claim to have seen the creatures flying saucers zip across the sky and then landed some nearby trees. All in all, there was reportedly 12 to 15 of these mysterious creatures harassing the house. Harassing the house. Interesting. Hmm. So the extra, extraterrestrials. So I have, I do have some notes on these. Uh, the be beings were characterized by having large eyes, a large yellow uh, glowing eyes, being approximately um, 3.2 feet tall, um, spindly legs, human-like hands with talons. Um with their um with their their arms sort of reaching to the floor wings no but wings 
generally don't have anything that looks like hands-on. Um, um, so what's more, attempting to shoot the creatures appear to be an unsuccessful endeavor. According to Dunning, if you shoot them, they would just float to the ground and escape, run back into the woods. The sound of bullets hitting them was like shooting a tin can. So this is where the show sort of does a, does a good um, representation of it. The monkeys that they showed in the show were sort of wearing like Wizard of Oz sort of attire. Um, I'm trying to get a hold of people who could maybe give me a little bit more information on this. Um rather than look through the internet, I, I want I, I went to the source, um, asked quite a few people in Kelly and Hopskinville, um and see if anyone anyone's willing to give me anything. Well and that's what I this show may possibly have a part two. So although it appears to be terrifying uh, and terrifying experience, which it probably would have been, maybe it was a prank gone wrong. Maybe someone pranked them from the carnival and let's set some monkeys or some... Because monkeys do swing from tree to tree. Um, so that's where I tend to say maybe could it have been monkeys um, rather than owls. It, uh, do owls grow up to to be as tall as three point uh, three foot three foot two? I don't know. Um, I know you can get some big ass uh, owls out there, but that I don't. I just don't know. Um, so, can we really say it was a US, uh, UFO uh, encounter or an alien encounter? Have claimed over the years that was an invasion by alien beings. Mm, so. It's starting to look, it's starting to, holes start to appear in this case. And unfortunately, the families don't do themselves any sort of help. The story appears to be shrouded in doubt and uncertainty. Upon the arrival of the police at the scene, it was discovered that there was no trace of aliens. Was that were found on the vicinity, raising suspicion of you know, raising suspicious about the credibility of the account. Of official reports have revealed that the alleged four-hour shootout was not as intense as it was made out to be, as there was few weapons. There was only two weapons that were mentioned. Um, despite later dramatized retellings of the ferocious intergalactic gun battle it was discovered that only one so only one neighbor reported hearing what he thought was like firecrackers i only i only can go what fry, firecrackers i've seen in films like the likes of home alone and firecrackers do sound like more than just one or two gunshots um so it sounds like there's more crack there's more crack than just you know one or two gunshots and and this guy was was quite i don't think he was that close to him so maybe he heard only heard it faintly so maybe there were gunshots i don't know um 
from the house. So this cast, so this cast, this cast more further doubts on the authenticity of the story. It is possible that the story might have been exaggerated. So who knows? They may have just exaggerated. May this may have happened, and they may have exaggerated a tad bit. Maybe, maybe that talon-like hand what came down off the roof to the porch. Maybe that was you know just like a little hand with nothing on it. Um, maybe it wasn't even there. Who knows? Maybe she didn't have a stare out at the window. All we all we can go is what they have told us. Um, but it was not it was not necessarily untrue. Though the invaders may not have shot as many aliens as the story records, it sounded to me like they didn't shoot any fucking aliens. It sounded to me they were bad shots. <laughs> um on the records, there is no explanation for the appearance of a flying saucer in the sky or aliens themselves. However, it is worth noting that in the earliest version of the story, it wasn't a spaceship that was seen that night, but a shooting star. Others in the area also reported seeing a light streak across the sky, and it has been confirmed that the Kappa Cygnids meteor shower which is part of the Perseids meteor shower was taking place at that exact time exact time so did he have seen a a meteor i it's another hole and it sounding like he had seen a meteor um there is still the matter of the alien creatures themselves According to French researcher Renaud, Renaud Lacquer, sorry, I, I butchered his name, but he is French, so, you know, um, what are you going to do about it? Um, <laughs> the answer may be a little bit more of a hoot. In 2008, he pointed out there, that there are many similarities between uh, between the description of the aliens and those owls and those of owls the local great horned owl and they reach about 64 centimeters so not quite a meter um they have large uh, large they have large reflective eyes and short legs but they are able to fly just like little aliens seen on august 21 on august the 21st furthermore Great horned owls are known to be particularly active around the hour of sunset, which is exactly when the su supposedly alien encounter took place. There are also territorial creatures, these owls. Yeah, but does it... I'm going to have to look at some owl videos because I don't think owls just sort of look like they're swinging from tree to tree. Yes, they are territorial creatures. But it looks like they'd get to a great vantage point and just maybe hold still and see if I can spot a little critter. And then hopefully the little critter is... Because if a critter hears an owl, so a mouse, a rat or something, a possum, if it hears 
something flying is going to be more on eggshells. So it's going to be more harder for the owl to catch it, the little critter. Um, that's, that's what pops into my head. Um, and I've seen, we've all seen documentaries. We've all seen Planet Earth and you know, the one and only great Sir David Attenborough. Um, and it looks like the owls have patience and they just wait till the right move, moment to, you know, get their, their food. Um, but anyway, let me uh, continue with my notes. It has been reported that several several creatures attacked a home in 1955. However, the original the original testimonies of the witnesses only mentioned seeing one or two creatures at the same time. Later reports stated that there were 12 to 15 creatures that attacked the home. It is unclear whether these creatures were actually owls or something else. While it is possible that the creatures were owls, there is no conclusive evidence to support this theory. On the other hand, there is also no evidence to suggest to suggest that these creatures had any superpowers or motives. In conclusion, it is still unclear what exactly took place on that night in 1955, in 21st of August, 1955. I guess the jury's still out on this one, you know, and hopefully I will have a part two, and hopefully I can maybe... I would love it to get an interview. Um, I don't. I'm not going to push for that. But if I can get some more history of the place, um, was there a fair at this time? Yeah, they they did work with um, uh, what do you call it with the carnival, um, and I wouldn't be shocked to find out carnival did have a monkey amusement. Um, I wouldn't be shocked on that at all. Um, but yeah, that's that's my notes. Um, I don't know what. Um, that is my notes on this. Um, I did pull up the History Channel. So, how the Little Green Men phenomenon began on a Kentucky farm. So, the pictures don't look like owls to me. Um, but again, they could be they could be made up. So, height in between two and three foot tall. Ears swept back, yellow eyes, yellow center, white ring with a right rim about six inches apart and glowing mouth, a thin line, but not sure that there was a mouth. They weren't sure that there was a mouth. Body, though so it the body it does sound like it had a muscular um, sort of glow and uh, and a very thin below the waist. So the upper body was quite muscular and the leg downwards, the weight from the waist downwards was quite thin and spindly. Hands, oversized, talons, two to three inches long, webbing um, between the fingers, starting about from the lower ankle. So the hands reached down to the ankle um feet not really seen knuckles um 
not not really seen. Nose, there was none. Head was almost round, bald, and and the same and the same colour as the body. Um my thoughts on this, I think this I would love for this to be true. I would love nothing more than for this to be true. I would I would love this to be true. But the more and more I look into this case, it's starting to maybe look like a prank gone wrong. It's maybe looking like... So I don't go down the owl route. I don't go down that route at all. Um... I could be wrong. I would love it. I would. I really would love it to be aliens. I really would. Um, but I'm tending to think this could be a carnival prank gone wrong. So maybe, may, or maybe the monkeys escaped and they, they, this their scent and they were following their scent to their handlers, maybe, um, or they got a, a scent in the air that a familiar scent that led them back to the um to the the farm in kelly um and these monkeys were just monkeying around who knows but i i tend to go down that route hopefully i get some more information on this case and hopefully there is a part two um so there could be a part two in I I will um I will put a maybe part one in this in the title of this um on, on the title. Maybe part one. So possibly there could be a part two. I'm I'm not sure yet. I'm not sure. Um I would love to get some more information on it. I would I'm definitely gonna have a look more have a look more. Have a look into this a lot more. Um, I just thought it was a fun, interesting case to uh, dive into, and I again, and I don't think it was alien. I don't think it was alien. I I would love to say yeah, I think this was alien. I, I just don't think it was alien. I think the guy who saw the UFO uh, screeches across the sky sounded like there was a previous report. It was he was seeing a meteor. Um. So holes keep appearing in their stories. And that's never a good thing. That really, really isn't a good thing. Um, to my knowledge, I don't think they monetized from this account encounter. So that's a that is a big bonus. If it sounds, if someone's trying to monetize from this, um, and they're going out of their way to try and monetize, that's a big red red flag that's a huge red flag and i don't know i don't really have a button for it or do i certified badass no that's that's oh and a good button um but a huge red flag i'm have to get that button out huge red flag um so my thoughts i think this is rogue monkeys (laughs) rogue Wizard of Oz monkeys because smallish monkeys, you know, three feet tall. Yeah. Um, And so that's my thoughts, folks. So let me know your thoughts, guys. Um, I would 
very i would love to read them uh, i'd be interested if you've got another perspective on this case but that is episode 26 the kelly's hopkinville encounter with little green men or angry owls um on a little farm in kentucky now as I said, let me know your thoughts in the comment section if you want to get in co- in contact with me. All my all the ways of getting contact with me are in the show notes of the description or or, or in the description of the video. Um I'm going to I'm going to have to get out of here because I've got a work commit commitment. I'm going to let you enjoy the rest of your day. Um but again, I will repeat myself just one more time. Please smash that follow button and please, please leave me a review. That would be absolute bloody awesome. And I will read it out on the show. Um, if you if you don't want me to read it out, just put me put it in. Don't don't read it out, please. Um, and I I will respect that. Um, if you are watching these on YouTube and Rumble, please hit that subscribe button and please. Smash the living hell out of that like button. That would be absolute blooming awesome. So I'm going to get out of here. This has been Rare Eddie One Talks Podcast. I've been your host, Rare Eddie One. Stay naughty, stay rude, but more importantly, stay fucking filthy. I will see you next week. Peace.